This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustlin'. Are you fed up with the dieting and the seemingly contradictory health advice out there? Do you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin, spelled H-U-S-T-L-I-N.com. A few months ago, my brother reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested in doing a podcast with a children's book author in Washington State. I was like, sure. I went to see my brother a couple months ago, and actually, the first time I met Diane Marquez Brayton was at her house. So Mrs. Brayton, thank you so much for inviting me into your house allowing me to record a podcast with you about you, your life, your family, and these books. All these books. What I really, really enjoyed about it is the fact that you took time, you had the passion and intensity when you spoke about it, and the fact that you go in to read these books to children, and then you ask them about their ideas on how you can improve these books and you take the ideas and you implement them. That's what learning is about. That's what life is about. I appreciate you. I wish you all the very best in the future and I look forward to many more of these books. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Defining Moments Podcast. My name is Wong Lam and today's special guest is children's author Diana Marquez Brayton from the Washington from Washington State, the Tri-Cities area. I'm gonna let you fill our listeners in. What does Tri-Cities mean? Thank you for having me as a guest Absolutely. today, firstly. Uh, Tri-Cities is made up of three towns: uh-huh. Richland, Pasco, and Kennewick. I live in Richland. Uh, I was born in Pasco, um, but each of the uh, three towns make up Tri-Cities. And so uh, over hitting about three and a half hours is the Seattle, Washington uh, area. And then, of course, Lower Yakima Valley on the way. Um, But it's a beautiful place. We have four seasons. Um, I, I was born in Pasco. Uh, and I, I'm born and raised, so I don't think I'll be leaving anytime soon. Yeah, this is a nice area, and thank you so much for allowing us into your house to actually record this. My brother told me uh, about you a few weeks ago when he was in town in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City, and so he told me you're a children's author and you're a really amazing person, and so I was like, yeah, let's let's see if she'll want to come on the podcast and share some of her stories, and so this is awesome because it's the first time we've taken this podcast out of state so thank you so much well, for having us here that's that's awesome well thank you for having me yeah, yeah absolutely 
Before we dive into your life, my first question is, how are you doing today? I'm doing real well. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I've had a long, it, it's been a long work week. Yeah. Uh, I've got a um, couple of teenagers and uh, we're getting near the end of the school year. So I think the kids are getting schoolitis, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm doing real well. Yeah. Thank you. And you have one that's about to graduate. I do. He'll yeah. be graduating in about a month. Yeah. And we met your husband, your butler, your maid, everything he does. His name is yes. Dwight. Yes. <laughs> he's the he's the catch-all. He yeah. works too. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So you're a children's author, right? And you write these books. And actually, I picked up a book, The Benson's Tiger Tale. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. Before we take a deep dive into some of your habits, etc., what are some of those moments defining moments that you went through in your life that you'd like to share with some of our listeners? You know, I've had many defining moments that have made me who I am today, but um, I'm going to talk about two today. Yeah. Um, my first one is uh, my, a career path that I made a change. Uh, I was at Washington State University. Uh, I was, this was years ago. There was a big rainstorm going on. I had... Um, already been accepted into the computer science program mm -hmm. and I was doing my final in Pascal and we were working off a mainframe so I had a, a terminal and and they called them dump terminals and then all the compiling of a programs is on the mainframe so I'm sitting there and I hadn't done a printout in about two hours and um, the mainframe crashed and that was it. They couldn't get it up and going. And it was about 10 o'clock at night. And the final was due the next day. And the teacher wow. said, if you guys don't hand it in, no excuses. You, you, you know, it's, that's it. Yeah. So I lived about three miles from campus. I walked home in the rain that night. And I had a lot of, did a lot of search. And mm -hmm. I thought, do I really want to, uh, be a, a be a programmer or yeah. do I want to go out and connect and work with people relating to computers and software yeah and back then I didn't have all the knowledge that I do today because I just didn't write you know you're a, you're a student um, and I just started down the uh, computer science path so I came back in the next day and I told my professor that I really wanted to get into a profession where I was working with people mm -hmm. Um, and software, um, rather than being a, a, a programmer. Yeah. Um, anyway, he just, he was shocked because I was one of the few, uh, I was a double minority going to a university who had been accepted into the program. Yeah. And he just couldn't believe that I would even consider going to another major. Wow. And so, um, but I did. Mm-hmm. I went into management information systems. I got to be more, I got a, had a chance to see more of the business side where I work with um, uh, 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 general users mm -hmm. to get requirements and uh, help do prototyping, come up with a good design, yeah. uh, do a lot of graphical user interface yeah. and testing. And, and that whole software lifecycle is still what I do today. And I really enjoy it that I have a chance to connect and work with with people yeah so that's your full-time job that's my full-time job yeah mm -hmm. yeah so you were walking in the rain and 
this mainframe crashes and you decide, man, I, I want to work in a job or I want a, a degree or my education to be something where I can actually use my people skills or enhance and become better at it and then use my left side where it's talking about how am I going to use my analytical side with computers and how am I going to mesh those that's a great yeah. way to sum it up. I mean, I just, you know, I, back then I was just, I was a younger uh, uh, person with all, not all the knowledge that I have today. And, yeah. and I just thought there would be something else out there that, you know, I, I didn't, because I was sitting in the lab literally working on that program for 10 hours mm -hmm. from like noon till 10 o'clock at night, no breaks, nothing, because there was lines of people to get in to sit on the mainframe. Yeah. So they could do their assignments. And I just, you know, it was just, that was a defining moment for me. Wow. So um, the other one I want to talk about is a defining moment and when I decided I wanted to be an author. Yeah. So uh, growing up, you know, I mean, nowadays, you know, kids kind of are born and there's computers and there's games and TV and, and all these really cool games. But when I was, you know, younger... Um, sure, we had board games and mm -hmm. we could go outside and play. But, you know, during the evening after dinner and my chores are done, one of the things that I really enjoyed doing was was drawing. Mm -hmm. So my mom bought me a sketch pad and I just kind of started drawing all these critters and characters and I'd name them. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until we moved to this home mm -hmm. that I found my old sketchbooks. Wow. And I, and, and I always knew I wanted to do some kind of a, of a book. Um, but as I started looking through that, I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to finish this goal that I had years and years ago to make a book. I'm going to write a book. Mm -hmm. And even though I had all the uh, pictures, I didn't have the words. Yeah. And so that's really how my style of writing is. I will come up with um, I'll come up with a general storyboard, if you will, yeah. and I'll draw the pictures, and then I'll put the words in, and then I'll really try to come up with what is a message I want this book to have. Right. Um, as as my kids grew up, we had many many books. I read to them every day, um, but I was hard pressed to find books about. You know, um, how do you deal with, um, you know, just being nice to other people. Right. Um, you know, be be yourself. You know, don't try right. to be the cool person in class. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't know. There was just a lot of different things that there were lessons I wanted to teach my kids that I did in my own stories. Yeah. And, of course, out came the words for my books. Right. And I could incorporate those with the pictures that I had. Yeah. That's amazing. I, well, my brother actually told me about it. I went on Amazon and I bought the Benson one, mm. which is Benson the Tiger's Tale for yes. all of our listeners. And if you're on YouTube, you can check this out. What I really like about this book is you you mentioned that you, you want a to convey a message where it's life lessons and, and be just be unique because you are unique. And when I read through this book, here's what I read through is one of my favorite parts is Benson is the cat. Realize that being yourself is so, is so important. Do not try to be someone you're not. Love yourself for who you are today and always. I love that. So if you don't mind explaining this book for us. Sure. I'd love to. 
Uh, Benson is one of the first characters I actually created um, when I was, oh gosh, uh, at least 15 to 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of different uh, pictures of him. But the concept on this whole book um, is to just, you know, be yourself. Don't yeah. try to be someone you're not. So in this storyline, Benson, um, uh, he they're watching TV. He sees a cool tiger on the TV and his owner says, you look like a tiger. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And, uh, and, and so that kind of led him into thinking, you know, he, he could be a tiger if he wanted, and he kind of did some daydreaming about it. Yeah. And in the end, after a mishap happens, he realizes that, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be somebody else because his friends like him for who he is. Right. Mm -hmm. So his friend in that book is Oscar. Yeah. And Oscar is discussed in the first book, The Cashmere Cat. Okay. And at the very end of this book. Uh-huh. When Oscar gets back from his adventure, Oscar's best friend Benson was also glad he, he was home. Soon it would be time for their adventure. And what Oscar is telling Benson, uh-huh. your coat looks like a tiger. Ah, I see. And Benson says, hmm, I wonder what a tiger is. I got you. And so then we leap off into this next book. Like it. So... Uh, the the cashmere cat introduces all the um, it it introduces Oscar but um, like I like you brought up each of the books have mm-hmm. a message yeah and and that's what uh, Benson is is you know be yourself yeah uh, try don't try to be someone you're not and love yourself for who you are yeah right absolutely um, in this book the cashmere cat the message in this particular book is um, Everyone is unique and special in their own way. Right. 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 And so, um, and just be, and everyone would tell this cat he had a beautiful cashmere coat. Mm-hmm. So he went on a quest to find out what cashmere was. Yeah. Well, at the end, he realized just because he has a beautiful coat, it didn't mean that the critters he met along the way, the porcupine, the turtle, right, that they didn't have a beautiful coat too. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So they're just as good as he is. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of the, that's, that's really the message in this book. So I, I enjoy, I enjoy writing these. Um, like I said, these were just some of the uh, different ideas and concepts I came up with um, just from working with my own, you know, my own children, mm-hmm. trying to get them uh, in the stories in the evenings when we talk about how is your day. It's always hard for the child to open up in the evening yeah. After dinner, and you're trying to put them to bed, teeth are brushed. Now, how is your day? Mm-hmm. And if you read one of these books with a message in it, it's easier to start a dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. So, so like um, even Benson, A Tiger's Tale, in the back of that, there is, um, we call them activity corner. Yeah. But it says, can you draw a tiger? Have yeah, you ever seen that. a tiger? Um in the back of this one, there are there are also some different things. Can you draw a cat? How many paws can you find? So there's different activities. Um, as I got into my third book, Snow Cat, mm-hmm. this book is about friendship. So my activity corner changed from things regarding the book to opening up, hopefully, a dialogue with your child. Um, how can you be a great friend? 
I like it. So then as you can, as you know, and just kind of seeing how I've matured as an author, I've gone from, uh, yes, let's draw some cats and, and let's look at tigers and that type of thing. That also helps generate a dialogue, but also the message in the book, you can talk to your child about mm -hmm. it and to kind of prompt the parent, like in Snowcat, um, how can you be a good friend? Because yeah. this is this is a, a story about they we've now introduced Jax in this book. So Benson introduces the third character, Jax, who's a dog. Mm -hmm. This book it brings them all together. Wow. So it's Jax's first Christmas. They want to get him something special. They don't know what to get him. I mean, after all, they're cats, right? They yeah. don't have any money. They can't go to the store. <laughs> So one of the things that they do is they decide they're going to um, uh, make a wonderful gift for him. Mm. And what they realize in the end is is that Jax didn't even want a gift. Yeah. All he wanted was their friendship, right? That's awesome, yeah. So, Wow. So those are just some of the messages. Uh, my newest book is The Perfect Dream. Um, in this particular book, uh, it's really about, hey, if you put the time and effort into what you want to be, um, you know, you you can your dreams can come true. You can yeah. make it happen. Yeah. But but you've got to put that energy and time into it. And I and I think we see a lot of that with kids nowadays in school. I think we see that oh, I don't understand math. Well, did you put in the time and effort to study and learn it? Right. Or I don't understand this problem. Or you know, re-reading re a paragraph mm -hmm. over and over, there's different techniques in which a parent can do to help see their own child blossom, right. you know? Absolutely. And so that's really key. Yeah. And so that they can do these things on their own by the time they hit high school, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so this one is my... Uh, this one is my draft right now. That's why it's got that line on it. It's a proof. Okay. Uh, but these are all available... Um, online at Amazon right now. The Cashmere Cat just recently got published and that's through Page Publishing. Mm -hmm. um, and so this that was quite an experience getting this one published. Yeah. The other three I've self-published on my own. Wow. And so, um, but the Cashmere Cat is now available on Amazon and through all the eBooks, Apple eBooks, iTunes, and Barnes and Nobles. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of, one of my stretch goals was to be able to go um, to read like at a place like Barnes and Nobles. So I've done several events wow. at Barnes and Nobles in the uh, southeastern Washington area. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, I, I enjoy it. I, I love reading to the kids. It brings back a lot of memories when my kids were small. Yeah. Um, I like to see their faces when they see the different, you know, characters. Right. Um, uh, I even, when I even, uh, I read The Cashmere Cat Oh, I think it was in February at uh, one of the Barnes and Nobles in Spokane. Uh, one of the kids in there said, "My name's Oscar." So he was. <laughs> it was so funny because he's like, "My name's Oscar," you know. That's awesome. Yeah. What kind of feedback do you get from the kids on your books? They look at the cover and they like, "Hey, what?" They they look at the cover. They look at the uh, illustrations, right? And, and I get more feedback on the illustrations. Um, when I read, um, one of the things I do for, um, uh, for, for myself on my days off is I go 
and I read to some of the local daycares. Mm -hmm. And so part of that is to get feedback on the books, like yeah. what you're just asking. Yeah. And so really what they do is, like I said, they look at the illustrations, they tell me where they uh, think the illustrations might be, um, you know, uh, if they feel like the cat needs to have more fur or <laughs> they can't really see that, uh, you know, the eyes or something. I mean, they'll just come out and say it. Kids are very honest and their feedback's yeah. wonderful. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll, I'll just soak all that up like a sponge and it makes mm -hmm. my book better for my targeted audience yeah. who are kids. Right. Um, the parents love the messages. I mean, I've had several parents come up and say, this is, this is wonderful. Yep. This is a icebreaker for me to talk to my child after I read to them in the evening because then I can find out exactly what, you know, how their day went, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and like I said, the questions in the back um, will help prompt the parent to ask the questions. Right. How can you be a good friend? Oh, well, the child might say, well, Susie dropped her crayons today, so I helped her pick them up. That's being a good friend, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, and there's just different, you know, different things like that that, yeah. that hopefully the parents will be able to generate a dialogue with their child. Yeah, yeah. I notice on the books that you have their ages from two to six or three to eight, et cetera. I highly recommend that for our listeners and the guests watching us on YouTube that just because there's an age range, adults, like you said, and from the time you're born till you're 135 years old and then so on, you should read this book because I actually enjoyed reading this book on the Good. Plane. Good. Yeah, I read it, actually, I read it about three, four times, and it's amazing. I I appreciate the fact that you got your degree in uh, information technology era, and you were able to bring people together with your business side. Then more importantly now, I mean, it's like you were super passionate about being an author. Yeah. I just, I really like it. I mean, it's a way for me to tie all my loose ends up. Yeah. Right? Yep. So it's Absolutely. a way to to uh it's kind of like a uh, uh a circle in the middle mm -hmm. where you know you want to continue to grow as a person so i want to get messages out to young parents and right. kids right hey let's be nice to each other hey let's make sure that we know we're all unique and special yeah. all right um hey let's be a good friend um it gives me a chance to work with the kids cuz i love i love kids cuz i right. think they're cool um, it gives me a chance to um, uh, talk and, and build on my communication skills. And, mm -hmm. and, and I just, I enjoy doing all those things. And the best part about this is I love doing crafts. So I do yeah. a lot of Christmas shows. So I'll set up a table. I get, I got like a dark blue um, uh, table cover mm -hmm. and I set up all my cat stuff. I've got a big Oscar wooden cat and <laughs> and I sit there and I sell my books and at the last book show I sold out of my snow cat. That's I had awesome. 40 copies and I sold out. Wow. And Congratulations. I was yeah, and so um I had to I ordered more um but for the most part I'll I'll sell, you know, I'll I'll sell my books. I'll yeah. sell my books there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have kids one day so I'm going to have to buy this whole collection from you before I leave Washington state. Yeah. The author herself and have her sign it and everything. There you go. And yeah. that's the other thing, too. I, I think uh, one of my challenges, though, is uh, um, even though I've gotten a lot better at it, is I'll have the parents say, can you sign the book for me? Mm -hmm. 
And so, um, you know, the, sometimes that's hard coming up with, so what's your child's name? Oh, it's Susie. Okay. Yeah. Susie. And then I try to think of something nice to write, even though I don't know Susie, but I know it's going to be a gift. So one yeah. of the things that I've really tried to do is say, okay, reiterate that message in the book. Mm-hmm. So Susie, always remember how special you are. I love it. And then I underline you, right? Yeah. And then that way the child's thinking, hey, you know, here's someone who's not my mom and dad mm-hmm. who says I'm special too, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Because I think as kids get older, they kind of, they're, they're on to the parents. Well, you just think I'm special because I'm your child, yeah. right? I've heard that before. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you really are special. You really are special. But right. it's like, um, you know, people, they have to hear it from other people too. Absolutely. So. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm a big, clear and concise communication type of person. And it's whether it's verbal or nonverbal. And I feel like you definitely clearly and concisely conveyed your messages in your writing. And the nonverbal side with the illustrations, they, they tell a story. And then once you hear the verbal side of it, it ties everything together. And I really appreciate that about these books. Thank you. Very amazing. Thank you. So now we know about the author and why you're doing it. So how does the author as a human being enjoy life? I love life. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the big, I love my freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got a wonderful family, supportive husband, um, uh, my job. I mean, I'm able to uh, just incorporate all those things t- together. Yeah. So when it comes to a weekend, if I want, I can go do something with my, you know, my family who lives in town. Yeah. Um, or I can take the boys to a movie. Yeah. Um, sometimes my husband and I will go and we'll just, we'll, we'll go out and we'll have a, a lunch date. Right. That's awesome. Um, so we, I just, I enjoy the freedom that I have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, and, and I think a lot of my freedom comes from just, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm able to, to physically do things. Mm-hmm. So I know folks that are my age that aren't physically able to get out of the house or take a walk or go out to lunch. And it's just from a physical standpoint is really what I'm talking about. Yeah. My freedom. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but, but yeah, yeah. So that, I think that's one of my biggest things. I like that. You're, uh, from what I understand, I, I I can feel the passion when I'm speaking with you. And I feel like you're a high performer. So you have a full-time job, you're an author, you do a lot of things to give back. You're married, you got two teenage kids. One's about to graduate, gone off to college. How does someone like you focus on your life? So what are some of your morning habits? Gosh, you know... Um... I got to have coffee. Yeah. How do you take your coffee? <laughs> I take my coffee with a cream of sugar. And yeah. I, and and believe it or not, but just about six, seven months ago, I discovered vanilla creamer. <laughs> and and um, your your brother, who I, I share my office with, yeah. he'll notice that his vanilla creamer has gone low. And I'll say it's because I've been using it. <laughs> and so... Um, but I, what I do every morning is uh, with my cup of coffee, I take just a few minutes and I'll, you know, uh, think about what I'm going to accomplish for that day. And I, right. I take baby steps. Yeah. I've learned to be more patient in my older age. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I wanted everything to happen right then and there. And I wanted to be done in, in a week. Yeah. And when you're doing a projects like this, they don't 
happen in a week. You know, I mean, yeah. it takes, it, it takes time and you've just got to plan out your day. And, um, that's what I do every morning. I tell my kids I love them every morning. That's awesome. I like that. I, I feel like sometimes uh, we live in this world where everything, I feel like everyone is going super fast mm-hmm. and just thinking too fast, not taking time to slow down and enjoy that cup of coffee and then enjoy your sons and saying, I love you. Those are important. Right. Going back to your book, you're talking about reading at night and just, hey, how was your day? Mm-hmm. Super important. A super oh, yeah. simple question, but yet one of the most powerful questions, if mm-hmm. you really mean it. Sure. You know, because some of the yep. people are like, hey, how are you doing service level? But let's get into, really, yeah. how was your day? Yeah. How yeah. was your day? Did you have a good day? You know? Yeah. And we do that around the dinner table. And, and, and what you don't want it to do is to become, you know, just the general question. You That's know, How exactly was your right. day? And then the other person responds, I had a good day. Good. How was your day? Right. So rather than trying to, we, and we would do that for a long time, but, but rather than that, now it's like, hey. You know, I'm, I, I mean, my, my kids help me a lot with these books. Mm-hmm. They help me in terms of the uh, pictures, uh, the storylines, how the characters look. Yeah. There's a lot of incorporation from my, from my sons and, and my husband and even my immediately immediate family, um, my, my mom and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so what we do now is we'll say, okay, hey, can you help me go through and look at my draft, or hey, right. I want to get your feedback on this picture. Um, and then in turn, sometimes we'll say, well, Mom, I'm writing up a paper for English. Can you read the first paragraph and tell me what you think? So it kind of goes beyond yep. the how is your day. That's exactly thing. right. And so that's what you want to do, at least with it. This is just from my own personal parenting experience, is to be able to really take that deep dive with your kids every day. Yeah. Not when they're crying. Yeah. You know, not when something's wrong or they're clammed up, but every day. How yeah. how is your how you know how did your how did your day go? Yeah. Get to know a couple of their friends' names. What did so and so? How was that person's day today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I and I always tell them, be a good friend to your friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. No, that's so powerful. It's when I coach soccer. It wasn't. And it's about wins and losses because you grow from them. Sure. However, I, I always made sure I was like, did you guys enjoy the game today? Did you guys enjoy right. practice? And if so, why? If not, why? Because we That's get stuck good. in this fixed mindset where we need <clears throat> a, actually a growth mindset. How can we keep growing? Mm-hmm. And by just listening to you, I'm thinking, man, do some really great parenting advice or just everyday advice. Right. I love that. Right. Thank you so much. What are some questions that you wish people would ask you? Why did I become an author? Yeah. Um, I think that would be one of my first ones. And I would tell them my story about my my drawings yep. and growing up and, you know, how there was not a lot of technology. So mm-hmm. drawing was kind of my pastime. Um, I think maybe the other one would be, uh, you know, what do you like to do? Kind of like what you're doing now. What do you like to do in your spare time? Yeah. Um, because I do... It's hard nowadays to find other ladies that like to do crafting. I mean, that's kind of a thing of the past, sewing and mm-hmm. and making crafts. And you know, I go out to Pinterest and I look at all the different. Do you know me? Do you know how many Christmas ornaments you can make out of a pine cone? <laughs> I mean, and and how many Christmas ornaments you can make out of a, out of a uh, wine cork? 
I mean, there's just so many different things you can do. And yeah. I, I really enjoy, I enjoy doing that. And so yeah. I think that would be, you know, people asking about more about, about me. Yeah. You know, a lot of my adult friends are at work, so we don't, sometimes we get into personal things, but for the most part, it's, you know, hey, are do you have knowledge about, you know, electronic circuit board design? Because mm -hmm. I need help here, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it's it's kind of more on the technical end rather yeah. than the personal end, yeah. you know? No, that makes sense. That's such a good point. My mother-in-law, she does knitting on the side uh -huh. and she has her own class. And so I, I, those are important to reach out and to connect mm -hmm. with passions because we know that you're really good at your job. My brother tells me. But however, let's take a deeper dive into this author and this mom and, you know, this wife. How's she doing today? Yeah. You know, but uh, let's say, what are some things that maybe people don't really know about you? Oh, boy. Um, I would say I don't think a lot of people know that um, I'm not, uh, I'm, 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 well, I'm not a very good co cook. <laughs> yeah. Um I I I don't mind cooking, but I'm 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 really not very good at it. I mm -hmm. mean, I'll try to uh make nutritious dishes. Um but I remember one time I made a dish and and uh it was it was tacos and fish sticks. It yeah. was fish sticks and I had like a tortilla shell and I thought I'd make fish tacos, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that didn't turn out very well, but I made the tacos anyway. Mm -hmm. And my husband, he will eat anything I put in front of him and he ate it. And about an hour later, he said, by far, that was probably the, the hardest meal. One of the hardest meals you worked at, but by far, it was probably the worst meal you've ever given oh. me. <laughs> because I put fish sticks, I put tartar sauce yeah. and a flour tortilla. <laughs> But I'm thinking it works, right? They're fish tacos. Who yeah. said so? Who's who? Who said there was a rule that you couldn't have, you know, fish sticks and a fish taco, right? Right. Now, fast forward years <laughs> later, we're here. We are at, in San Francisco at the Bay, and we get Baja fish tacos. <laughs> now that's how you make a taco, right? A fish taco. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think what else might be good questions that. I wish people would ask me. I think it would be more of along the lines of, you know, what do you like to do on your off days yeah. and, and that type of thing. But. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like that that question and that answer gives you a, a look into someone's life. Like, what do you do on your off days? You know, it's kind of like, so for athletes, they, they train every day, like maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm -hmm. and they have two off days. So my question to them would be, what do you do on your off days? Mm -hmm. Are they still hitting it hard, or are they just chilling, doing whatever? And so yeah. you're, you're grinding on your passion, I feel like. Doing this, hanging out a with lot your of kids. time, a, a lot of time, you know, I do a lot of this work actually in the evening. Mm. I don't really, during my off days, like today, a general day for me would be um, uh, dropping the kids off, picking them up from school. Yeah. Um, running errands, cleaning the house, um, taking the pets to the vet, um, even, you know, maybe doing some light outdoor work, um, straightening out. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's just, my day is so busy. I remember yeah. one time my mom, she, uh, she goes, you know, Di, just take me on one of your normal days. 
We, I went and picked her up from the moment that we got in the car until the moment I picked up the kids, which was about four o'clock. Yeah. We were going all day long. I did uh, errands. Uh, I usually do three to five loads of wash every yeah. weekend, um, you know, putting clothes away. Um, you know, I mean, you you name it, I did it. Yeah. And, you know, going to sales. So I might go to one store for this and go to another store for that. I mean, I don't usually do the food buying that way. But if it's something that I need to pick up or do, I will. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, she goes, I cannot believe how busy you are. <laughs> and But she was kind of coming at it from, and, and you make time for me. Yeah. So important. It, yeah, I, I'm with you. you Finding a way to make time for family is probably one of the most important things. It's called priorities. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you got to prioritize. But I do I do all these, uh, a lot of my drawings and work in the evening. So once wow. I'm done with dinner um, and about between 6.30 and 9.30, almost every night, if I feel up to it, yeah. you got to feel like doing it. Um, I'll either work on uh, uh, books or I'll work on some drawings, or I'll work on other different things. Yeah. You know, I'll do research on some other stuff. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple favorite children authors I like to follow. I, I follow them and kind of see what they're up to. Yeah. But yeah. I like that. You seem really laid back, but I can definitely see some intensity, some passion. What a uh, what ticks you off? Anything make you mad? Aggravate you? I think one of the things that really ticks me off is when is when people just can't say thank you after a compliment. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like uh, if someone, I might give someone a compliment and, and, and I see this a lot and it could be a child or anybody. Oh, oh this old thing. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, I know I like my hair today, but I got so many grays, you know, or... Um, Oh, it was a good meal, but the roast beef was too undercooked. You know, just how about just a thank you? Yeah. you know, I'm giving you just a compliment. I don't want to hear the, but but that's how our society is now. I think a lot mm. of a lot of it is. You know, show me all the negative. Yeah. And and at first, and get that out of the way, and then let's focus in on the positive one. It should be the other way around. Show me what's good in you. Mm -hmm. Show me what's good about you, your skills, and everything that you do. And then what you perceive as negative, those are all the things that we can we can work on and we can yeah. tweak, right? I like it. And then that way you're turning it, you're you're turning it around into something positive. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I I I I get I, I'm just amazed sometimes I'll go to the uh go to the daycares and some of those kids are just they're just so uh they're so down on themselves mm -hmm. and i'm thinking gosh you're you know you're five you know? yeah <laughs> what <laughs> happens when you're 55 you know <laughs> so i'm telling them you know you can do it you know come on you you've yeah. got you've got the skills you've got the you you can do it i mean yeah. and so that was actually one of the um uh uh thoughts for the perfect dream mm -hmm is giving the kids that um, sense of uh, that they that they can do it but they yeah. got to put that time and effort so one of the, so what I'll do is like a craft activity with one of the kids after I do the drawings because they'll want me to stay after we do the um, reading they'll want me to do like drawings with them yeah. so I'll get up there and I'll show them how to draw a cat and you know you'll get all different uh, 
different ways on how they drew a cat. So one child might draw uh, a cat one way and another child might draw another cat. Then you'll have the child that just has the scribbles. Mm -hmm. Be why? Because they tried and they didn't like it and they got frustrated. So that's a child I'll focus on, right? Yep. And I'll let, you know, say, I can't, I can't draw a cat. I can't, I can't do this. And I'll say, well, just, so I do like a three-step with them. Yeah. So this is how you draw the cat. Yeah. And, and I tell them it's the eyes that make the cat. It's the eyes. So like, if you look at wow. the drawing of Benson's eyes, mm -hmm. Benson's yeah. got big <laughs> eyes, yep. right? But Oscar's just got regular <laughs> cat eyes, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But Benson's got these big eyes and look at all that character he's got in his yep. face. And so as part of that, that's what I tell him. Draw the body of the cat, but make the eyes how you want them yeah. to. Yeah. And so I like it. Um, and, and so one of the things I did in this book, um, and then I'll get back to my story, is I've got all my cats wearing sunglasses yeah. <laughs> here. So I like it. So here you've got cats wearing sunglasses. So so that's what I tell these kids, and that's what prompted the the storyline for this book mm -hmm. is let's put the time and the effort into doing something, and then you give it a whirl. I like and, it. And so um, at the end of that particular reading, uh, that child is, uh, I don't recall his name. I, I want to say it was Gabe. He made a card for me and it had the wow. cat on it. And it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you got me. That's Man. it. Yep. I'm going to melt right here in front of you. But he was, I was pretty cool. That is really cool. cool. Yeah. Those are hard to come by nowadays. Yep. I think. Handwritten stuff or appreciation. Yep. Thank you cards. He was very appreciative. Man. So. I like it. Well done. Yeah. 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 Who are three people, let's say no social media, that you'd want to call and converse with in person? Okay. Um, if I have a... So the, the main ones, of course, would be my husband, mom, and BFF in that order. Mm -hmm. Right? But if I could step outside that box and go talk to other people... I would definitely go talk to uh, folks that I, I think are pretty cool. One would be my author, the one that I follow. Uh -huh. I follow Katie Clemenson. Okay. She is the author of The Auto Book Bears. I would go talk to her. Okay. Find out what motivates her to, yeah. to, to do her authoring. I'd probably want to go talk to, uh, oh, I like Joanna Gaines. Mm -hmm. I love uh, decorating mm -hmm. in her style. I love yeah. uh, French country farmhouse. Uh, and so I'd probably go talk to her to find her out, you know, how she, what was her passion when she first got started. Yeah. Um, and then I'd probably go and I'd talk to, if I could do a parent circle or a teacher circle to find out um, from them, uh, what are some of the bigger hit, bigger issues that seem to surface when they're working with with kids? Yeah, you know, bullying is a big one. Um, I want to do a book on bullying. Mm. Um, I want to do a book on, uh, um, you know, like again, working hard. That was one of the top ones. You know, if you work hard, you can you can accomplish what you want. Um, but I would find out from them what their particular subjects that surface with kids you know little kids yeah um in in how we can maybe make some changes in their way mm -hmm. of thinking yeah you know a lot of kids get a lot of great attention at home don't get me wrong but there's 
kids here and there that probably don't, yeah. you know, and it's not, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And so, um, those are the ones that would be great to reach out, mm -hmm. reach out to. Yeah. So. Wow. I feel like you're definitely reaching out with your own doings and you're making an impact in your society here and it's probably going to reach beyond. I mean, it's reached Oklahoma. I got your book. I'm glad. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm and glad. And I'm going to tell my friends about it and it's going to spread. So you're doing a really yeah. good, and actually an awesome thing. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's a, let's say, one of the toughest moments you've had to go through in, in your life so far? And how did you overcome it? I think one of the toughest things that I've had to go through is uh, transitioning from a college student to how how did I want to shape myself uh, when I hit my late 20s, early yeah. 30s, right? So you have this wonderful, safe environment at college that's fun mm -hmm. and you get out and you, yeah, you got to work and this and that. But I had a real hard time with that transition. Yeah. That was just a real tough. Cause one day you're, you're with your friends and you're having a good time and yeah. you're, you're studying and you're, you're all working towards one goal. And then that rug gets pulled out from under you. And then, you know, within three weeks you're graduating, you're at work and you're sitting there going, um, I'm at work now, so now I've got to apply everything I've learned into what's my project again? Right, you know, right. I mean that it's really that type of thinking, and so I think there's a lot of young adults that probably struggle with that. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think they know what's wrong, though. Yeah. I was actually able to pinpoint it years later, yeah. right? So I, I I didn't know about it then, mm -hmm. but but now as I'm older, I could I could pinpoint it and say yeah. it was that transition. That's yeah. what got me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. That's so interesting. One of the kids, I, well, one, kid, one of my colleagues I work with, he was homeschooled. And then he went to college for four mm -hmm. years. And so I asked him, what was the hardest transition from going to Southern Nazarene, which is a private Christian university, to the real world? He's like, oh, man, dude, the way people talked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> The way the way people talk and the yeah. way they uh, express themselves, yeah. and and one of the things a, a wise person once told me: people are the way they are at certain ages uh -huh. is because of how people have treated them. Mm, interesting. So, just taking that. Interesting. You know, kind of like what that that person was saying. Um, here all this time, they've been you know kind of sheltered. They're going to a private school. Then they go into a maybe a public school, and and they're seeing things for the first time. Yeah. And maybe some people aren't as nice as they could be, and yeah. that you know, and with kids since they're so impressionable, you know, that could put them into a shell or mm -hmm. whatever. But you know, I just I I just think you know this wise person who told me that was it was very true. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Pe people are the way they are because of how people have treated them in the past. Yeah. And so that's why it's really key. You know, let's be nice to each other. Let's, yeah. you know, let's help each other. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's a, well, and we all have our own beliefs and ideas of things. And I feel like people don't check their egos when they walk the door. You know, like, and for instance, the corporate world, mm -hmm. they, they have this, I'm always right, or this is the way it should be. 
Right. You know, and someone comes up with a counter like, well, I don't agree, but you don't have your why you don't agree. She's like, I just don't agree. So what? How's that good enough? Right. You know what I mean? It's so it's tough, but I feel like the clear and concise communication is going to win the day wherever you go. Mm-hmm. If you check your ego. So, yeah. Wow. If you look back at your younger self, what's one thing you tell yourself? Well, <clears throat> definitely. Uh, and, and I told your brother this at work. <coughs> I would definitely bought more dot com stocks. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I knew, if I knew now, oh. you know, what I, yeah. what I didn't know back then, I, I would have definitely bought more dot com stocks. And I have, I have a funny story oh, on that. Man. When I, uh, I used to have a, uh, a blue 280Z, 1976, beautiful car, mm-hmm. four-speed, white leather interior. I mean, it was just, it was gorgeous, and I love that car. Oh gosh, well, unfortunately, I got in an accident and the frame bent, mm-hmm. and um, I, when we got married, I sold it for a thousand dollars. And the guy drove it away. And I mean, there's tears in my eyes. Oh. I'm thinking, oh, there was my beautiful car. And, you know, and knowing that it was just a thing, it, you know, it kind of made me feel better. But I thought, yeah. well, I'm going to make this $1,000 into something. Why well, about $1,000 worth of Microsoft stock? And after it split five times, I was very happy I had. Wow. <laughs> so, and so it was, it's little stuff like that. But, yeah. but, um, yeah, that was. I forgot the question, but oh. I don't know where I where I started on that. But that's awesome. No, the question was, what would you tell your younger self? Something, but that's really cool. Be, be patient. Be patient. You know, I I think it would just be mainly just be patient because yeah. everything when you're younger, you want everything to happen overnight, right then and there. Yeah, and it doesn't. Yeah. When you get older, you realize in order to do even like a process like this, a books. Yeah. I mean, you've got to draw your draw your characters and yeah. you've got to put the stories around it. I mean this is months in the working, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And you said younger uh people become impatient. I, I feel like as we move along, even guys and girls in their thirties and forties and fifties I feel like have become impatient to a certain extent. Whether mm-hmm. it's on the road or they want instantaneous dividends from a a stock purchase. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> I guess most of us want that, but I mean, nice and nice and easy. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. still going to cross the finish line. Yeah. Somehow. Ste- steady and slow. Ste- yeah. Steady and slow. Yeah. If you look at your life right now and I don't know if you're a movie buff or you like to read a bunch of books, what scene from a movie describes your life right now or maybe from a book that describes your life? I would have to say um, uh, Finding Nemo, and I would have to say what what Dory would say, just just keep swimming. <laughs> keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Every day you're going to be faced with setbacks and challenges. Yeah. And I think I would just say that would be probably that's fitting for me for right now mm-hmm. for my time in my life. Wow. Just just keep swimming. I like that. My one of my favorite things to tell people is there's no finish line. 
So in a way, you got to keep swimming because mm -hmm. there's no finish line. You just got to keep going and keep going. And keep you got to keep going. And and you're going to get challenges and setbacks and, and this. And then you're going to get all these wonderful news and these things are going to come and you're going to have new normals and this mm -hmm. and that. And, and you just keep swimming. Yeah. What's a setback that you had to go through and how did you overcome it? Oh, gosh. Uh, some of the setbacks I've had to go through are... Uh, um, let's see. I had a couple notes here. Let me, let me refer back to some of these notes. Yeah. Um, well, I think I just mentioned that setbacks come in all, all shapes and sizes. They mm -hmm. really do. I yeah. mean, right. I mean, we have, uh, setbacks where, um, um, I took a fall a couple, three years ago and I was, uh, very hurt. I hurt my back, my hips, my shoulder. Oh man! Um, and so that was a setback, yeah. right? And so when I say just keep swimming, you keep you just every day you do your exercises. Yeah. You do what you need to do to feel better. Yeah. And so when I talked about freedom previously, you know where I had that um, f from a physical standpoint that I'm able to, uh, you know, reach my arms out or draw or whatever because mm -hmm. I'd fall and I hurt my shoulder. Um, and so as part of that, that was a big, that was a big setback. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the process in which we do the, um, uh, you know, my books, mm -hmm. sometimes I run into setbacks. Um, the color isn't what I wanted it to be. It, it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Setbacks come in all different shapes and sizes. Right. Or, um, I didn't hear back from the person that I was supposed to, mm -hmm. uh, soon enough or, um, 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 I have a hard time with, I might have writer's block, um, you know, that type what's, of thing. What's writer's block? Uh, where you just can't figure out either what the next scene's going to be I or okay. even a, even the title of a book, right? I see. And so what you have to do is you take a step back and you take a break. And a lot of the, a lot of almost every book um, title that I have had is I've I've thought of these it, like in the middle of the night when it's completely quiet and the moon's coming in and it's a wonderful moonlight mm -hmm. into our room yeah and I got a cat purring beside me and and I just I I've brought it down 50 notches and I can think and ah the cashmere cat that's it that's the name of my book the aha moment. And I'm running with it. Wow. Yep. I like it. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So so those setbacks, I mean, you, I overcome them in different ways depending on the setback, right? Mm -hmm. So when I fell down and hurt my shoulder, my 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 comeback was I hey, I gotta move my arms around. I've got to make sure that I'm getting the exercises I need to get well again. Right. Um, setbacks of writer's block, hey, take a step back. You know, not everything has to be done today. I don't have any timelines on these. Yeah. Now, I'm doing this because I like doing it. Yeah, right? absolutely. No, I don't have a publisher telling me I've got to do this, this, and this. Right. This book I published because I, I, I wanted to. And yeah. I was so happy and thankful for their wonderful process that they mm -hmm. had, the publishing company. Yeah. Um, and the rest I self-publish. And now that I've gotten, I've done it several times now, I'm getting to be an old pro. That's awesome. But, um, there's a lot of electronic... Uh, publishing uh, tools and companies out there that right. 
um, and they they enable you to do all these wonderful things yourself. Yeah. Now, not everybody has um, the skill set to know about images and mm -hmm. and rendering and 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 you know format word you know word files and all that good stuff. A lot of there's a lot of folks that don't have a lot of those skill sets, and and I would offer up some advice to them to say just take baby steps and do just a little bit every day and contact the self-help people that are on the other end of the publishing to, that they're there to help you. Mm -hmm. And so that they want you to be successful, right? Because they want yep. you to upload your book so that they can start marketing it right. to get it out for them to sell. Absolutely. So. That's correct. That's correct. Speaking of setbacks, if you had to go back and change any of the outcomes in your life so far, would you change anything? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so because then I wouldn't be the person who I am today, mm -hmm. right? I think so. I, I, I agree 100% yeah. with you on that. I, I feel like, you know, some people want to change certain things, but going back to just a simple book like the this Benson one, it's just be unique. You are yourself and that makes you unique. So. Right, right. I, I like to, I call it going back to the, let's go back to the basics. You know? Yeah, absolutely right. How do, how do you want to shape yourself as a person? Right. You know, your child as they grow older. Yeah. Hey, I want you to be, you know, I want you to know that you're unique and you're mm -hmm. special in mm -hmm. your own way. I want you to know that I want you to be yourself. Friends should like you for who you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, you can go out and do anything and be anything you want to be, but you got to put some time and effort into it. Absolutely right. right. Yeah. Right? And then, of course, I want you to be a good friend and you'll get a good friend in return. Yeah. So these are all just simple messages that 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 we need to keep enforcing in our kids and our society so that we can keep having that uh comeback Agreed. from 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 other people because again it's the way you treat people and the way people have treated you yeah are how you become later in life right yep. so do I want to grow old gracefully or do I want to grow old bitterly Yep. I like to grow first, yeah. gracefully, right? Same here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, anyway. I like it. I love your passion and energy. It's so good. Thank you. It's so good. What What are you most proud of? Gosh, I'm most proud of my kids. I'm most proud of my books. I'm most proud of um uh, just you know, I'm I'm just I'm just proud of all kinds of different things, yeah. you know. You're proud of yourself. I'm. I'm proud of myself. Like I said, I'm proud of my books, yeah. my sons, my, uh, you know, the the fact that I can uh, uh, sustain doing my books, that I can sustain, you know, being a good parent, uh, uh, continue working. Um, you know, I mean, just there's you know a lot of things like that. I'm yeah. that I'm proud of. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I'm yeah. proud of you. Oh, thank that's you. That's really awesome what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. 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 How do you contribute to society? Gosh, I contribute to society by definitely uh, trying to raise two wonderful sons with mm -hmm. my husband yeah. um, so that they can become productive members of society. Love it. And so um, we go to national parks in the summer. Yeah. So be respectful. Be respectful of nature, of people. Um if it says don't light a fire, what is that? You don't light a fire. <laughs> right. 
you clean up if it says clean up after your trash clean up after your trash yeah if it says stay on the trail stay on the trail yeah there's people out there putting these things up because that's what they want you to do to be safe yeah right exactly um I give back to society personally by, uh, like, a, and we've talked about this, by going to the daycares yep. and, and reading, um, doing my parenting circles. Um, I'd like to expand on that. I'd like to get into, like, different book clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to get back uh, some feedback from uh, teachers and stuff, like what are some of the uh, bigger hitting uh, issues that they see yeah. in our schools today. Yeah. Like, like I, I think I mentioned like bullying is, that's a biggie. Yeah. You know, Huge. um, online bullying. It's not just bullying now physically it's online oh, yeah. bullying. Yeah. Um, and so there's some different things, different things like that. You're going to write a book about tying in social media and all your cats. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's more to think about. Yeah. Um, it's it's definite. There are so many different topics that Tons. you know that you could keep going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm I'm, you know, the 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 cat characters they're they're very sharp. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they read their their owner. Ricky's their owner, and mm-hmm. they certainly can read their owner. Right. Um, but they know what they've done. Yep. So I like to keep that incorporated in there, mm-hmm. right? That yes. they're that they're that. They're smart enough to know what they should and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. What's right and wrong, what's good and bad, right? Absolutely. Um, and so that's, I'd like to keep that theme in all the books that I have. I, but like I said, as my books mature and as I mature as a writer, um, I think we're going to see some, some, some changes. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of maturing, what's your path forward? My path forward is to uh, keep swimming. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to keep writing books. I'm going to keep going to craft shows. I'm going to uh, do some more marketing on on my social media, my Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, and my web page. It's www.thecashmerecat.com. Uh, right. Um, and so I'm just going to keep I'm going to keep on keep on keeping. I like it. Yeah. How do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as someone who made an impact as a supporter in someone else's life. I want to be remembered as a um, honest person, a mm-hmm. good person, helpful, yeah, loving. Yeah. Um, I think that's how I want to be remembered. I like it. So two more questions for you. Okay. Your, the first one is, what's your I am statement? My I am statement. I am, I am happy. I'm content. I like it. Well, you look happy. Thank you. I, and your husband looks happy. Yeah. He I haven't is. met your kids yet, but I'm pretty sure they're freaking happy. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're happy. They're uh, like I said, we got one what what one month left of school yeah. now, so they're they're always. Uh, um, it's getting tougher for them to get up every morning, but I'm like, one more month. One more. Right. I tell them we got to go to school every day and work every day. We go to school and work every day unless we're sick. Yeah. Right. We got to plan vacation. Yeah. Or it's your birthday. 
There you go. Because <laughs> I don't work on my birthday. That's one thing people probably don't know about me is I don't work on my birthday. That's awesome. Yeah, my birthday's next Thursday. Wow. So guess Very what good. I'm doing? I'm Man. not going to go to work. I'm going to uh, I'm going to do something fun. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Good for you. Yep. So you talked about social media for our listeners and followers. How do they get in touch with you? Um, I currently have a Facebook page, uh, the, the the Cashmere Cat. So if you go to your Facebook page and you just type in the Cashmere Cat, um, you can go ahead and, and get onto my Facebook page and put any post you want there. Mm -hmm. I think I've currently got uh, quite a few followers, um, but I haven't. Um, if someone posts a question to me, I will respond back. I always put in my events. Um also on Amazon, I think there's a way if you click on the, um, there's a, a link that you can click on the author mm -hmm. yeah. and it says you can contact the author. Yep. And I believe my emails on there also. Yeah. I think I, I think I saw that. And then, yeah. um, and then my, my webpage, uh, www I don't have an email address on that, but that's a good idea. I should. Mm -hmm. Because I'd, I'd like to hear back from, from the viewers um, again yeah. uh, on what are some of the things that what they would like to see in children's books that, you know, we they just don't write about anymore. Yeah, you know? that's so true. And, be, and maybe it's because it's not politically correct or, or socially correct or whatever. But, but I think the way that we can incorporate them in these books is going to really help send messages to kids. Yeah. We've got to keep our kids strong. You know, I agree. I, 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 the political glass, politically correct glass, I should rephrase. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's up and it's thick. Mm -hmm. We can't communicate. I feel like it's harder to communicate. It's like being authentic and true because yeah. then someone else will get offended and yeah. they may go and to their boss or their whomever parents or just someone, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden rumors start and it goes downhill rather quickly. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I love I love the message in your books. I I feel like you said you hit on the head going back to the basics or in the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm all in on that. Right. Let's all go back in. to the base. This is stuff that they taught in the 1600s, probably yeah. 1900s, and yeah. here we are. I mean, let's you know, let's just try to be in in order to in order to give back to society, we have to learn all the, the basic principles from the get-go. Yeah. In order to learn the basic principle from the get-go, it starts off with the adults that were around. Right. And and if the adults that were around help keep the kids on the the path of of, of you know the, the, the basics, they just become better people. Yeah. There's a lot of other principles other than these, but these are some of them. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So oh, I love it. Are you on Twitter or Instagram? I am not on Twitter or Instagram, but I'm 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 going to do that. That's my promise to you. I am you heard not. That. Yes, I'm <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that. That's one of the things that um, I've been wanting to uh, get more and more. Uh, I wanted to get more stable. I wanted to get more books. Mm -hmm. And now that I've got those, and now that I'm actually in, uh, like this one's in um, uh, online, not only on Amazon but on Barnes and Nobles. Um, I do want to be able to uh, send out those messages. I like it. So, yeah. Well, once again, thank you so much for your time. I don't think there's an age limit on reading your, these books. I feel like everyone should read these. It's an easy read. It's a fun read. If you do have kids, like we're going to have kids one day, 
we will be reading these books, probably the first ones to... Thank you. This first set will be the first one we read. Thank you, and I and appreciate it. reiterate it, for sure. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for your time and allowing us to come into your beautiful home in uh, Richland, Washington. Richland, to, Washington. To hang out and do this podcast. I appreciate you coming over and 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 showing an interest in the books. And, Absolutely. And, and I just, I can't thank you enough. Oh, uh, for sure. Well, Mrs. Braden, do you approve this podcast? I do. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at DefMomentsPod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.